96.7 FM WTOB. You're listening to The Wealth Guardians with Doug Ray, helping you retire the job and keep the paycheck. I'm your host, Bryce Payne. With me is not Doug Ray, but is our other advisor, Garrett Ray, alongside me in the studio this morning. And this week, we're talking about understanding financial jargon, investment terms you should know. Thank you for joining us. Garrett, thank you for joining me. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing great, Bryce. Thanks for having me on. Very good. Good to, good to see you here. And uh, how's the uh, how's the house purchase going? You know, uh, it's a crazy market out there, but we are under contract. All right. Uh, hoping to close here in the next 10 days. All so right. getting closer, uh, very exciting times. And when do you expect to move in? Well, we want to do a, a couple of renovations to the home, but I'd say we'd be in there by the end of June first of july excellent good glad to hear that well thank you for joining us and uh, before we get started here and talking about uh, understanding financial jargon this week thank you for joining us and we want to of course give a tip out uh, tip of our hat to the uh, all those who wear the uniform out there who've uh, served for our country garrett you served your dad served in the navy you served in the navy thank you for that and everyone else out there who has served of course we want to thank you for your service as well and i always want to thank the families out there because we know that you're putting in a sacrifice to let your moms and dads, your brothers and sisters uh, put on the uniform. So thank you for your service as well and your your family members' service. So Garrett, this week we're going to be talking about uh, investment terms that you should know. A lot of things out there, a lot of terminology out there that people might get confused about. Yeah, and uh, share with us what's uh, what's on our list here to talk about. Absolutely, Bryce. So this is something I've been interested in asking you. Um, so you know, and I'm guilty of this one. This is a jargon that I find you and I talking a lot about in the office. So if I say a bear versus a bull market. What does that mean? All right. Well, very good basic question out there. I think people generally have an idea that a bear market is bad and a bull market is good. Everyone recognizes the bull there that's on uh, the New York street. But a bear market is defined technically as a 20% decline from a previous high. And usually that's me- that's measured by tracking the S&P or the Dow Jones, some, some uh, index of that nature. The definition of a bull market isn't quite as clear. Uh, We don't have that 20% incline or or whatever you might call it. Normally, it's measured by a a sustained rise of index value over time, though there's not a how high that has to go up over what time period. It's just if it's gone up over a undefined period of time, that's a a bull market. Now, as we were preparing for the show, I did come across a, a couple of interesting statistics from Fortune. In the last 19 bear markets that we've had, the average peak to trowel decline was 37%. That's Mm. the average. And with the average duration being 289 days. Now, obviously, the last one that we had, if we're going to call it a bear market, was that COVID correction that we had in 2020. Uh, February and March, the market dropped 37% there. But that was the quickest decline and the quickest recovery we've ever had. So there's a little bit of debate out there if that truly was a, a bear market or if it was, even if it was truly a correction, was it just a response to COVID and it wasn't even truly a correction? Now, right. taking those numbers, the average uh, decline of 37% and the average duration of 289 days, if we are in the start of a bear market now, now we're, our markets are only down about 15% uh, from the time that we're recording this from the high in. Uh, November, December of 2021, if we truly are in that, and we're going to continue those numbers, Hmm. to continue this trend, we have another 25% loss to go, something to think about, Right, and we won't hit bottom until October 
of 2022. That's when that 289 yeah. days will start or, or end. So it, if we are in the start of a bear market, it's going to be not over anytime soon if we're going by the law of averages uh, based on those last 19 bear more, markets that we've yep. gone through. So more road to go. More road to go. But that yep. is, it's easier to define a bear market than it is to define a bull market. I found that interesting. Yep. Okay, uh, let's go to the next one. Absolutely. Um, so if someone talks to you about uh, diversification. Okay. What are we talking about? There? Well, let's talk about diversification. But before we do that, Garrett, we've got a, uh, a seminar coming up that might tie back to that bear market versus bull market uh, in a minute. Yes. Why don't you tell uh, the listeners out there a little bit about our upcoming seminar? Yeah, so given the current economic climate, um, you know, we kind of foresaw this a little bit, and we held this seminar uh, back in February to great success. Uh, what we're talking about, and what we're giving the opportunity for you to come and listen to us, is talk about retirement success in today's turbulent times. So if that sounds interesting to you, when are we having this? We're doing it Thursday, June 9th of this year at 6.30 p.m. here at the Broyhill. If you can't make it then, try us Tuesday, June 14th, same time, and again at the Broyhill. Free to you, but you got to register. How can you register? So you can give us a call at 336-391-3409. Again, that's 336-391-3409. You can also get us online at thewealthguardians.com. Just go to that event tab, and you can self-register. Absolutely. We look forward to doing that. Like like you said, Garrett, we did it uh, back in February. We're going to do it again. Uh, in February, we knew that we were interesting. We were entering some interesting times, but now a few months later, we know that we're in some interesting yep. times. By the way, just a little uh, fact out there for you. Bear markets happen every seven years on average. Mm. Well, think of if you're retired for 20, 25 years, that means your retirement portfolio after your paycheck is stopped is probably going to go through at least three, if not as many as six, right. bear markets. If we're in one now, you want to understand how to design your retirement portfolio so that it gains what it can gain, but it is not overreacting to these turbulent times, to these huge market declines that we might have. As we said, the average bear market drops 37%. You certainly don't want to have your paycheck, not receiving your paycheck anymore. You're living off of your portfolio's income in growth, and it drops 30%, 37% in value. You don't want to have that happen. There are ways to design your portfolio so that doesn't happen. And this seminar would be exactly what you would be looking for if that's a concern of yours. And quite honestly, if you're getting close to retirement, that probably should be a concern of yours. But like you said, Garrett, 336-391-3409. Give us a call and register for that. All right, so now you uh, let's get on to our second one, diversification. Right? Absolutely. All right. So diversification, the idea of diversification is not being too overweighted in any given, not just a security. A lot of people think, oh, yeah, you don't want to have too much Apple stock. You don't want to have too much Tesla stock. Yeah, you get that. Okay. But you also don't want to have, be too overweighted in any given sector either. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it could be energy sector. It could be consumer staple sectors. You want to have your portfolio not just tied to one security or a few securities, but you don't want to have it tied to just one sector or a few sectors either. So you want to diversify a way out from company risk, but also sector risk and volatility. Usually you don't want to go, this is kind of a rule of thumb, is you don't want to go more than 5% in any one holding. 
Now, Garrett, you you're newer to uh, you're an engineer, a civil yep. engineer by uh, by your education, yep. but you're no stranger to numbers, right? And uh, it, kind of what we do, what your dad and I do here, is engineering on a financial level. Sure. But you don't want to generally be over five percent in any given sector. But from what you've seen here, what would you take a guess is a sector that people might tend to be too overweighted in? Yeah, for me, I think uh, what was a winner for many years was the technology sector. Okay. Um, so that is your Apples, that is your Teslas. Um, and now we're starting to see that that correction. Uh, we're starting exactly. to see the NASDAQ in particular, which is heavily weighted in tech stocks, is suffering some losses here uh, since the, the new year. So uh, had you been one of those enthusiastic investors about technologies in the past, worked great for you over the past three, four years. Now you may be a little sore about it. That's right. And you're, you're going to lose some of those gains that you had. Mm-hmm. So you want to diversify out of that one sector. I would say from my experience in the field, the one sector that I see people very easily overweighted in, I'll probably put two out there, mm-hmm. is real estate. Yes. It's very easy for people to be overweighted in real estate. They might have learned the trade from their dad. They either flip homes or they're landlords. Um, and they love the the income that comes from that, the passive income that comes from real estate, and they don't want to diversify away from that. Okay, Absolutely. but that's fine. If that's what you love to do, that's great. But keep in mind that we had the real estate boom of 2000, 2002 that, that happened, mm-hmm. or the financial crisis, 2008 was really when that happened. I guess the 2000 was the dot-com bust. But people who were overweighted in real estate at that time might have uh, suffered more than the average person during that type of decline. And you don't want to have that happen regardless of what sector you're in. So you want to be diversified as much as possible. Now, having said that, there is still room for precious metals, real estate in your portfolio. You just want a professional's guidance to make sure that you're not overdoing it in one particular stock or one particular sector. If you would like to sit down with a financial pro- uh, professional, Garrett or myself or Doug, then all you have to do is give us a call, 336-391-3409. Maybe not turbulent times isn't your concern, but maybe, hey, does my portfolio need to be looked at to see if I'm overweight in one particular sector? We can give you the answer to that and many other answers as well, such as how do you file for Social Security, uh, when do you contribute to IRAs versus Roths. We, we cover a whole gamut of topics when we do a financial planning session for somebody. But you do got to reach out and give us a call, and that would be 336-391-3409. Nine. Well, Garrett, uh, we were planning on getting through a number of these. We only got through two here so far, but that's okay. We're going to come back in the second segment and get through a bunch more of these. But it is time now before we go to break for our trivia question. You ready? I am ready. All right. It's time for the Wealth Guardian's trivia question of the week. All right, Garrett, here we go. On May 18th, 1980, this pre-predicted geological event in the United States killed 57 people. What was this devastating event? Now, Garrett has a little bit of a civil engineering, I say a little bit, he has a big background in civil engineering. There was probably some civil engineering geared around this geological event. Stick with us through the break, and we're going to see if we stumped Garrett on this trivia question. This is Bryce Payne. With me is Garrett Ray. The show is The Wealth Guardians, helping you retire the job and keep the paycheck. And this is 96.7 FM WTOB. 96.7 FM WTOB. You're listening to The Wealth Guardians with Doug Ray, helping you retire the job and keep the paycheck. I'm Bryce Payne, along not with Doug Ray, but Garrett Ray. Doug is still in Ireland this week, enjoying 
a little vacation with his wife, Sherry. So alongside me is Garrett Ray, our uh, newest advisor to join the team. Garrett, welcome back. And today we're talking about understanding financial jargon, investment terms you should know. Now, I got a question for you that you should know about us. Question is, if you are five to seven years from retirement, and you want to confirm that you're making the best decisions for your retirement, well, we offer a no-cost, no-obligation, second-opinion review of your current portfolio and your current retirement plan. And we're going to help you see if you are truly able to retire the job and keep the paycheck the way you're currently allocated and designed. If you're not, we're going to make some recommendations on how to improve your portfolio. There's no cost or no obligation for any of that, but you do have to pick up the phone and call us. We're not able to call out to you. To do that, you got to pick up the phone and dial 336-391-3409. That's 336-391-3409. You can also visit us at our website, thewealthguardians.com. We'd look forward to hearing from you. We'd look forward to sitting down with you and seeing what services or advice in the financial retirement world that we could provide for you. All right. Now, it's time to get back to our trivia question and see if we stumped Garrett this week. Garrett, are you ready? I am ready. The question was, on May 18th, 1980, this pre-predicted geological event in the U.S. killed 57 people. What was this devastating event? So mentioning Doug and Sherry, uh, if I don't get this question right, they would have words for me. So this is the eruption of Mount St. Helens. And the reason I have to know this is because... That volcano erupted on their wedding day. No kidding. Yeah. Is that right? It's true. Okay. Yeah. So, boy, two, uh, two in a row you've got here for you. you got last week's about the uh, Transatlantic uh, Transcontinental Railroad. Uh, and you being a civil engineer, I gave you a softball there <laughs> that week. But uh, I suppose there's some civil engineering going around restructuring of the, of the waterways and whatnot after all that Absolutely. ash. So a little bit of facts here about Mount St. Helens. In 1975, I said this was pre-predicted. In 1975, the U.S. Geological Survey geologists forecasted that Mount St. Helens would explode probably before the end of the century. And Mm -hmm. boy, they were right. They were only five years off from that. Uh, They weren't even off. That was just five years later. The event triggered the largest landslide in recorded history. I found that interesting. Mm -hmm. And think about this time-wise. Within three minutes of the explosion, 230 square miles of forest were scorched. And within 15 days, the ash had traveled all around the globe. Three days to get across the U.S., 15 days to get all, all around the globe. So Incredible. Right now, to this day, apparently from what I understand, they still pack up salmon from the rivers and truck them up above where the uh, rivers were obstructed mm. so that they can do their breeding up above in the uh, fresher waters. Oh, wow. So they're still doing that to this day, which is obviously a good thing. So I'm sure there's some civil engineering yeah. uh, that goes in around that. So yeah. you got it again, Garrett. Congratulations. All right. All right. Let's move on now back to our subject, understanding financial jargon, investment terms you should know. And Garrett, uh, in the first segment, we talked about bear versus bull market. And then we talked a little bit about diversification, what your dad calls diversification. (laughs) What do we got next on our list to talk about under this topic? Yes. So the next one I have for you is every now we'll get this uh, question. So talk to me about if something pays you dividends. What is a dividend? Okay. So there's mainly two types of stocks. 
ones that pay, this is one way to divide out the many categories of stocks, but there are stocks that pay dividends and there are stocks that don't pay dividends. So a dividend is a distribution of profit by a corporation to its shareholders. That's the definition of a dividend. There are stocks that will pay out. So if they've had a certain amount of, uh, of growth or a certain amount of profits, they will divide that up either on a quarterly basis or an annual basis and pay that out to the stock owners or the shareholders. But not all companies will do that. There are some right. companies will take those uh, those um, those profits and reinvest them back into the company. Those are usually going to be more growth-oriented stocks, particularly small-cap and mid-size-cap companies aren't just going to pay those uh, those extra profits out to the shareholders. They're trying to grow to become a blue-chip company. Right. And there are certain sectors that are more common for paying out dividends than other ones. And two mm-hmm. of the more common, at least in today's world, the sectors that are more common to pay out dividends are telecom sectors and utility sectors. If you if you own those, it's more likely than not that those pay out uh, dividends either on a quarterly or an annual basis. Yeah. Very good. That's a great question. That's something that a lot of people need to know when you are investing in a company. What is it you're trying to achieve? Are you trying to achieve dividends? Because that is very common, very popular with retirees. They also tend to be more stable type of stocks as well. Again, not growth oriented. All right, Garrett, what do we got next on the list? All right. So this next term, uh, you will hear Bryce and I talk about plenty and also Doug. Uh, What does it mean to be a fiduciary? What does it mean to be a fiduciary? All right. That's a great question. Probably one of the more important questions or more important topics that I would uh, emphasize that anybody understand this. So particularly if you're out there shopping for a financial advisor or financial planner, any advisor is going to work on one of two standards. They're going to work on the suitability standard or they're going to work on the fiduciary standard. That is determined by the licenses and certifications that they have. So if you are working on the suitability standard, you are not required when you make recommendations to a client or do something for your client, you are not required to act in their best interest. That sounds crazy. When you go to a doctor, you would expect that if the doctor is going to recommend a surgery, that that surgery is in your best interest. If you go to an advisor, you would naturally think, well, if I'm paying this advisor for advice, I would expect them to be giving me advice that is in my best interest. That is not necessarily the case. They might only operate on the suitability standard, which means they are required to make recommendations that are suitable for you. But that does not mean that that is necessarily what's in your best interest interest. Right. So based on the certifications and licenses that your advisor might have, they might be obligated to act on the fiduciary standard. Mm-hmm. That means that they, when they make a recommendation, they are obligated to act in your best interest, not just what's suitable for you, but what's in your best interest. Right. And Garrett, we hear your dad, Doug, mm. based on his uh, certifications that he has, the licenses that I have as a FINRA licensed advisor, you're working on your FINRA licensing now. Yep. We are obligated when we sit down with somebody and we say, hey, your portfolio would be better aligned to look like this and where it's currently at, and we'll explain why. You can rest assured that we are fiduciaries and we are obligated to make that recommendation in your best interest. That's probably one of the most important things that I could recommend to somebody. If you're sitting down, you're calling around, going to sit down with an advisor, should be the first question out of your mouth. Is the person I'm, I'm trying to set an appointment with, are they obligated to act on the fiduciary standard? If you get any answer other than yes, my recommendation would be to keep shopping around. 
Yeah. But it doesn't have to come to us. I mean, we'd love it if you came to us, but that should be the first question out of your mouth. But uh, a great question there, uh, fiduciaries. So if, if you're just tuning in, you're listening to The Wealth Guardians, and we're talking about understanding financial jargon, investment terms you should know. Normally, I'm having this type of conversation with Doug Gray. Doug's in Ireland this week. Again, he was there last week. He's there again this week, uh, along with Sherry. But instead, we've got the next best thing. We've got Garrett Ray here in the studio. And so we're talking about understanding financial jargon investment terms you should know Garrett what's the next one we got on our list here now that we've talked about uh, fiduciaries yes absolutely so this next one is definitely been a uh, hot button topic in the news uh, all across the media over the past I'd say month and a half or so and we're talking about inflation inflation so everybody uh, is becoming more and more familiar with that word inflation is basically i'm sure everyone knows this but let's just put a definition on it it's how quickly prices are rising in layman's terms so so far in 2022 we're at 8.3 percent historically speaking 2021 we were at seven percent before that in 2020 we were at 1.4 percent that was the Mm. that was the annual inflation rate so 2020 was very low 2019, 2.3%. 2018, 1.9%. In 2017 and 2016, we were at 2.1%. So in fact, we haven't seen inflation over 2.5% in over over a decade. Uh, We plan... Garrett, you've seen this because you've been sitting in on these meetings as you're you're getting your licenses and your certificates here. We plan, and this is an important thing to plan for, you have to plan for inflation when you're creating a retirement plan. You can't forget about that. You can't work just in today's dollars. You have to plan on inflation. Well, we plan right now on a 100-year average, which is 3.24%. Mm. Uh, in fact, it's actually a little bit under that, but we plan for 3.24% to go a little bit over the 100-year average. Now, for the last couple of years, five years, six years, seven years, when inflation has never gone above 2.5%, yeah. our last decade, actually, we've been using still 3.2%. Right. And we've never gotten any kickback on that. Because no, why would you? Why would we? You know, inflation's <laughs> really low. Great. I'm happy with planning for 3.2%. But now, over the last couple of months, as you said, inflation is now at 8%. It's been creeping up there and probably still going to keep going up for a little bit here. Now we're starting to see people, well, why are we using 3.2%? And it's a good question. I understand somebody asking that. Well, if we were using 3.2% when inflation was at one5 we certainly didn't bring it down to one5 just because that's what inflation was at that particular month or that particular year, we're not going to overreact and send it up to 7% or 8% right now just because that's where it's at right now. We're planning for a long period. If somebody is retiring, well, they're going to be retired for hopefully 20, 30 years, 30 years, right? So we're still going to use that 3.24%. However, you've seen this, you've seen us in action when we're doing these planning processes, Garrett, we're flexible. One of the questions that I ask is I explain why we're using that inflation rate, and I'll ask someone, is this a number you're still comfortable with? And if they say, yeah, no, I'd really like to see it up at 4%. Okay, I can do that. We can Mm -hmm. do that. But still, I I want it to be meaningful to whoever we're sitting down with. But we also want it based on some kind of reality as well. And we do feel that 3.24% is still a reasonable amount to use for the long-term projection. All right, very good. Let's go ahead and get to the next one. Oh, Before that, speaking about inflation, Garrett, we've got a seminar coming up. Tell us a little bit about uh, what seminar is coming up here for us. Absolutely. And I think that the subject is uh, perfectly on point. You mentioned how people are getting more concerned about inflation. We can adjust that up or down depending on your uh, concerns. Retirement success in today's turbulent times is the topic of the seminar. 
when are we having this? We're having this Thursday, June 9th at 6.30 p.m. at the historic Broyhill. If you can't make it that week, then come see us on Tuesday, June 14th, 6.30 p.m., again at the Broyhill. How do you register? It's free to you. Just give us a call at 336-391-3409 or go online at thewealthguardians.com, look for the events tab, and you can self-register. Okay, very good. Excellent. And if you don't have time to go to the seminar, but you still want to sit down with us, we are available. We offer second opinions, reviews of your current situation, help you make decisions around Social Security, around pension options, around investment options, um, whether or not to sell a business or to uh, just become, not sell it, but just become more, have it be passive income for you in retirement. We work with all kinds of financial questions and predicaments that one might find themselves in in retirement. It's a second review opinion of your current portfolio. There's no obligation for it, but you do got to call us. And just like you said, Garrett, our phone number is 336-391-3409. We'd love to sit down with you and see what help and services we can provide for you. And as it so happens, uh, we're out of time for this week. Uh, We do appreciate you sitting in with us. We will catch you back here next week. Garrett, thank you for sitting in with us. Thanks again, Bryce. This is Bryce Payne. With me is Garrett Ray. The show is The Wealth Guardians, helping you retire the job and keep the paycheck. And this is 96.7 FM WTOB.